What's up, world? Welcome back to another episode of Authentically Us, where we talk about what it means to be authentic in everything that you do in every space that you occupy. First of all, before we get into this, give us a like, give us a review. How many stars, Tony? Only five. Only five stars, guys. Give us a review um, and then share this with somebody. Because yes, hit that, little, hit that little button that says share. Yeah. Just do it right now real quick and we'll be here when you get back. Yeah, we'll give you a second. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for doing that. Um, also, shout out to MSW Media. Um, we're part of their podcasting network. So thank you for um, having us. But today's episode, we got a special one today. Lean in, stay to the end because we got some special things. Let's get into it. Guys, we got a special guest today. We got a marketing guru. She is a podcast host of the Single Scaries and phenomenal cook. We got Whitney Jones on the podcast today. Whitney, welcome. What's up? Thank you. Thank you. We are so excited to have you on the podcast. Guys, let me tell you how this happened. So Tony and I took a trip to Chicago the and windy we went, city. the windy city, but it was actually not windy when we went, which is amazing. And we went to this event at this coffee shop, coffee, hip hop and mental health. Shout out. And Whitney was there and we met her. She is very awesome. We're so excited for this episode. And we were like, um, we need to have you on our podcast. And she said, yes. So she's here. <laughs> so here. We're, <laughs> we're excited. Hey, as we uh, jump in, I just want um to thank you again for hopping on and then also share a little bit about yourself and let the people know who you are okay my name is Whitney I'm 25 years young um I always tell my friends that I'm 52 because I might be 52 looking this good <laughs> um and show people the black don't crack but um above all I am a woman of God I like to eat I like to shop I love to sleep to work anything with nonprofits and do with marketing i'm all in that's basically me in a nutshell oh and i love to sing too oh yes. oh i'm learning so much more <laughs> um this is amazing um we were talking a little bit before we started before we hit record but where are you from where did you grow up what was your upbringing like okay so i'm originally from upstate new york um so small town living definitely like very countryside more, more so. I grew up like, um, hey, my friends knew a lot of outdoor activities. So like we did bike riding. I can't ride a bike though. So I'll be on the scooter while they rode their bikes. Um, <laughs> we did a lot of cliff jumping. I'll be the watcher. They'll be the jumping. Uh, <laughs> anything that's dangerous, I'm like, stay away from it. But um, we did a lot of outdoor things like finding secret waterfalls and do a lot of hiking, very outdoorsy, camping, fishing like bow and arrow, a lot of that growing up. Um, so I grew up in a single family household. My mom raised my brother and I, and it's we're just, just, just us two. So we're two years apart. He's the older one. I act like I'm the oldest at times though, but I'm the baby of my family. Um, we're super, super close. Definitely got a lot closer as we got older. And I have tons of cousins that are back home. who are very close knit. Um, then like as, I moved to Chicago about like a year and a half ago. 
and that's the time, same time that all my other cousins they all moved and spread out at the same time. So we're like once uh, one of us did it, everyone else did it. <laughs> um, so I've been here for a year and a half. Loved it. First few months were really hard. Very much homesick. Brothers have lived away from home, but um, after a while, I got a kick of it and I got really into. I really got involved with the community, and now I'm focused on giving back to the community that kind of fed into me. Even though I was only there for such such a short amount of time, I made so many connections. Like it blew my mind, blew my friends' minds, um, and now I'm just trying to feed back in. That's amazing. You 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 mentioned that that move from New York to to Chicago. I know you're only there. You only been there a little over a year, but yeah. how how big of a um, change was that for you? Like. Going from one city that's very busy to another busy city. Actually, okay, where I'm from, New York is really slow. <laughs> like, you have to have a car there. Like, New York, um, upstate. So, like, upstate, like around Albany. Okay. Uh, like Albany is the capital. Super slow around there. Um, well, super slow compared to Chicago and New York City. So, <laughs> yeah. like, you have to have a car in order to really move maneuver around. It's more of like if you know, you know. If you don't know, you just not go find out unless somebody tells you about what's going on and then fun things to do. So my friends, I would spend a lot of times in like Troy, New York. And that's where all the things were like, like hot and popping. Like there were like little music things and I would go to different venues and my friends would be performing at, like my friend's brother would be performing at and I would probably like just pop in and pop out. It's like everybody knows you upstate. Everybody knows you, not your mama, your auntie, your uncle, your grandma. Everybody knew my family. <laughs> so everybody knew me. So moving from there to here was a nice surprise because it's like I'm to a city where no one really knows me. My cousin lives over here, but he had just moved too. So like we were both brand new to the city. So it was like really discovering for myself, making a community for myself, making friends. I met my first friend on Bumble BFF. <laughs> and, and that like just worked out. We're still friends now. Second friend on Bumble BFF. After the first, like, after our first like friend date, we clicked and like stayed like I started sharing to those locations like right off the bat. We're like we're locked in. That's it. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, there is Bumble BFF. Yes. That's is that new? I've never heard of that. No, actually, okay. They've had it for a while now. I don't know how many years, but like my therapist had recommended to me. She was like, "Since you're moving, you got to meet new friends. So try this." And it's like Bumble, but for friends. Wow. Yes. I'm like, you can swipe and everything. You get to message them first and all that good stuff. Establish a, establish a nice little conversation. Meet them in person. I think it's a lot easier that way than it is dating-wise. Because dating-wise, you don't always meet each other. Meet each other first. They're just talking for so long. It just gets real boring. <laughs> but this one, it was it was nice. Once I met my two friends, I deleted the app. Wow. Yeah. Oh man, we are definitely going to dive into that and the <laughs> dating. But before we do, I did want to kind of talk about um, what literally connected us together was marketing. You you came up to us and you were asking us a little bit about you know our podcast and our platform, um, and then like in five minutes, you literally like elevated what we could do, and I was like, what in the world? So talk about a little bit about like your marketing and like exactly what what you do. Okay, so um, when I moved here, I moved here for a job where, where I was a media specialist. Um, and then I transitioned to another job where I'm a senior digital activation strategist. So 
with this role, it's all full force marketing. Um, like it's and like I I usually market like linear television, so like like mainly TV or like TV shows, and I'll have people like wanting to go on the apps or like advertising a new season or or new thing that's going on, a competition that's going on for a certain show. Um, that's really how I really got into like, this, this like strategic side of it. But I've been into marketing ever since I was a kid. Like um, each time I wanted to see like what I wanted to be when I grew up, it always had something to do with business, of owning my own business, participating in that. So that's why I chose when I went to school was marketing as a major. Um, well, marketing is a concentration, misadministration as my major. So I can like still get a job wherever I needed to. Um, so anything marketing, I'm like, I'm all over it. Like I know the latest things, like I read up on it, like I read newsletters, I do research, I do insights. I'm like really, really into it. So um, with like my craft, I was like, you know what? Like if I can market for these t- for these big TV shows and these big like channels and, and media agencies, I can market for myself and like small businesses. But that's ideally what I want to do. Just always wonder what I want to do. And I had an internship doing that when I was in college in the community development office in Schenectady, New York, like in the um, city hall. And I was trying to try to help small businesses, that, small businesses that were closing down, how to market themselves and do better so that they can stay open. And this is like pre-pandemic too. So hopefully a lot of some of these things worked. Um, but yeah, whenever I hear about new business, I'm like, oh wait, so like, what are y'all doing? Oh, can you, oh, you have tried this? Oh, what about this one? Yep. And like my idea, like my idea is just flowing. And it's crazy because I had a meeting this week this week um, at the coffee shop and I was talking about these ideas and the person was like, wait, you don't have a notebook? Like, this is just off the dome? And I was like, this is off the dome because I'm ready. <laughs> all my ideas, all my marketing ideas, like they're already, they're always like like, like rolling. Um, so I try to like stay like, really stay, stay up on the new trends and then it's coming out, new, trending sounds. And I may not always market myself the best, but if anything, if I can post, I'll try to post. But I, I, if I can help someone else, it comes a lot easier. Um, so, so I'm glad we know you now before you blow <laughs> up and you get right. way too big. Um, so talk to us more about your marketing successes. Okay. Um, well, for my job. I do like the marketing for Turner TV, like Warner Media. So like with that, you're in charge of a lot of different shows, a lot of different networks. So like something that I'm really like happy about. So like anything that I work on has always like delivered in full. Everything is our, we've always meet like met our goals of like who we want to deliver to, all that good stuff. Um, I think personal success is just fundraising wise. Like when I was in school and I had a fundraiser like from my from my org. I was a, I was a president of my org too, so like I wanted to like, do really well with that <laughs> because that's something that my name is on. I did like I teamed up like with my job at the, at the time, and I got I was like a nice little fundraiser. Like, I got coupons, and then I became a brand ambassador or, or like a campus ambassador for that, and always advertising different things. Um, even with even like with my mom, my mom is a pa- my mom is a pastor, so like she used to, she said, she was like she was talking about like, like starting a small business, and I was like, all right, do this and name it this. And then do it like this. And then like instead of doing like a whole website, just do a link tree. Or instead of doing a link tree, do a flow code and just have people like tap or do use or use popple. Use that in the third so that so that you don't have to so make it well basically you can make it so much easier for yourself. I feel like marketing is not to be that hard. 
And quite frankly, you really don't have to go to school for it. And it sounds so bad saying that because like, I was like, it was expensive to go to school for it. But if I'm being truth, like, truthful, I don't remember exactly what I learned when I, was, when I was in school for those four years. But like, it did help. Like, I think that those four years definitely helped me like get in the door. It's like a lot of places won't hire you unless you have a degree. But the, like, I think being in this like media world, I didn't really realize like how many avenues marketing had. Like I thought it was just like straight marketing, like go for a company, do straight marketing, whatever that may look like, instead of being like a media buyer or being a media specialist or being a senior digital activation strategist. I didn't realize that all these things were possible. So it definitely like um, has made me more aware of like, I guess what the marketing world is. And like, I think the cool thing about marketing is being behind the scenes because no one knows really what's happening and how this is happening. And it's, 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 it's like, you have all the secrets and, so, and they're not even really secret. It's just that like, no one really thinks that far. Like I did so many retail jobs and like different jobs when I was in college, like all because like, I always, I, I like money. So I was like, I'm gonna work all the jobs I, I can. At one point I had three jobs and I was going to school full time. And I was, and I just had three part-time jobs and I was like, I'd have them just because. I was like, shoot, I'll, be, I'll, I'll do floor sets and I'll work, and I'll work nights. And I'll also work in the library. Like, <laughs> I'll do all these things. Library gives me free books. Like, the floor sets get, gets, gives, me, gives me extra cash. And it's past the time, like, when, like, when the mall is closed. And the food service gives me free food. So I'm going to make a way out of, out of nowhere. It's not like I needed all these three jobs. I just wanted them. So I, was never had, I never had to ask for anything. I could just do it myself. But, like, I liked working those jobs because it showed me, the, the, like, behind the scenes of how everything worked. Because if I wasn't doing floor sets, never would have gotten hired with retail with that company and seeing like how like different sales pitches will work for people or different floor sets will like draw people's eyes to it as well. Different marketing tactics to get people to buy more, even, even though they don't really need that many, that much stuff. Um, and then even like, like food wise, like working food service, it's like, it's like, Oh, well, Oh, well, you know, it's only $2 extra. Like if, if like if you ask for guac, I know you want the guac, like <laughs> things like that. It teaches you like 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 how people use like different tactics, um, and how they measure sales. I thought that was super interesting. So that really like encouraged me to, I guess like dive deeper into the marketing aspect and try to see what things I can create myself. Like ideally, when I was in school, I always said that like one day, instead of my loss like hierarchy of needs, there's 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 gonna be like the wits end theory. Um, like that's gonna be like that's gonna be like in the textbooks, and it'll be like my way of marketing. So yeah <laughs> that's so great um is there a difference between marketing and branding i would say so um because branding is just i feel like it's more like just put your name on something it is expecting it to like take off and that will always do it for you but marketing is more like t putting that energy and putting that little extra step and a little sprinkles razzle dazzle in there to like really like work on your craft, like seeing like what your demographic is, like your insights, who like who exactly do you want to target? What's your audience? You, it's like, do you want the audience to be like your followers who already follow you or, or, or like people that are new? Because think about people are following you, the people that just know you. They're not, they're not really just always following you for the product they try to put out. They're following because like, because you're a familiar face. So like everyone who's, everyone's familiar with your face, you're not always going to support them like that way. You're going to market, you want to market people that are actually like, the audience that they're looking for like you want people like who are very authentic right you want people who are like honest hardworking people people of color or like 
things like that in a certain in a certain age bracket. You gotta touch on all these little things like when you're marketing and strategizing. You're putting everybody on game right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is free. <laughs> this is free ninety nine. If you want some more, you can go ahead and pay me. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> get your coins. Oh man. So what piece of advice would you give someone that wants to start owning their own business? I would say start with like I guess their mission statement or like their PVP, which is like their purpose and their values, everything like that. Like just trying to see like trying to see like the reason why. And as, as long as there's a story behind it, people will like really dive into it. People always like to like a good story. Um, I would say like just like be motivated and also be mindful that like that it takes time. It's nothing is immediate. Like it's like you can't expect you to put your product out there, then the next day you're gonna get like 10, 20 orders, something like that. Like it's gonna it's gonna be slow and steady wins the race or so. So you got you gotta start slow, start steady, be consistent. Definitely. And if you have trouble being consistent, have people that will hold you accountable mm. or like play, do a little mind game with yourself. Like you'd be like, all right, if I, if I submit this or, or if I schedule this post, then like, like offer myself to, 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 to like, I don't know what deserves something like that. Or like, if I do this, then like, I'll, I'll get this incentive. Honestly, you, you got to like, make sure that you're consistent and that'll be the best thing for you. What I love, what I love about our podcast is it's, just audio right now, but I wish you guys could see the joy in her <laughs> face as she talks about this marketing and how passionate she is. And she's so young, still like dropping wisdom and dimes. And like, it's cool to see somebody who cares about what they do. Cause I think a lot of times, at least in uh, Tony and I's generation, we're a little older. It's more like go to college, get a job, work, and then make money. And there's no point where it talks about, hey, I actually like what you do. And um, <laughs> I feel like we're we're realizing that, like, no, you should actually like what you do. And then, like, watching you tell us this, it's like you legit like what you do. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and even when we met her, like, it wasn't like, oh, she's doing this to sell us her marketing strategy. You were asking these questions because you really cared about our product reaching who we wanted to reach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, my mom, um, she went to school to be a social worker. And she's now, like, a pastor and works in, like, work, works in, like, works in, like, higher education. So she told my brother that, like, it doesn't matter, what, what, like, what you go to school for. Like, also with her working at a college and having a lot of students that she's, like, in charge of, she's like, it doesn't matter what you go to school for. Like, what you what you graduate with may not be in the field that, that you end up with, like, overall. But at least you have a degree that will get you in the door. Because mm. you, you can pivot anywhere. But as long as you have something that's, like, general. Like, my brother, his, like, like he's studied engineering. And now he's, now he wants to switch over to, like, the marketing world. So that's a little that's a little harder. So it's like it's better to go to grad school for engineering, like for marketing, than like transition to it. For me, since I did a general thing of marketing, I'm like this gets spread out wherever I need it to be, and I can always have a job too. Like just say, same way that he could, because everyone's just gonna need engineering, and everyone's gonna need marketing. <laughs> and engineers need marketing. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> 
That's amazing. I I, I can't wait to pick your brain just to kind of about <laughs> so many things. Okay, one last question on on the marketing. Um, so say, and this is for anybody who's listening. Say, you know, a person wants to start, you know, developing content, whether that's for their business or personally. What are some practical? What like what are like maybe two or three practical steps they can start doing like tomorrow to like when they hear this of like oh i could actually do that honestly i would say use your platforms especially the ones that are free so canva create yourself a logo on there um definitely create yourself an llc as well if you're, if you're able to um utilize CapCut if you're editing videos if that john is free too and if not you can pay for a year subscription and like get like free storage space so you all your things can be right there. It doesn't take up any space in your phone. You can start. You can start with like what, literally what you have, like a phone or an iPad or a tablet, like and like and like some headphones and like be good to go. Like you utilize what you have. Don't try to always buy extra things that, that are like that that you may not need right now. And like work on it, work on those investments slowly, but use what you got right now and then come authentically as yourself. Don't try to be anybody else because the only person that can really be you is you. So no one can compete with you. No one can compare to you. So just be authentically you. and People will believe your story and like purchase your product. But be consistent. Take it step by step and be intentional. So, so what I hear is like start. Just start. start. Just do it. Like Nike. Just do it. <laughs> Perfect branding, man. Um, we did want to transition and we were talking before we got on about food. Tony and I love food. And one of the questions we we did a um meditation class and with Whitney in Chicago when we were there, and one of the questions was like, What made you smile today? And what was awesome, or like what makes you smile? I don't remember the exact question, but one thing Whitney mentioned was like seeing other people enjoy her food. So what or where did your love for cooking food come from? Honestly, I'll say my grandma. Like, lovey, she knew what she was doing in the kitchen. Like, <laughs> she would pick my brother and I up from school and she would either, either we would stop by and get something to eat or she would have like meal art prepared. Like, whether it be like goulash, she would make the best grilled cheese sandwiches in the whole wide world. Like, nothing can compare. Like, crispy around the edges and ooey gooey on the inside. Or like, I don't know, like my my grandfather would, would make like home fries, but like different home fries. I don't know, like I honestly I always stay from my grandparents' house. My mom like taught me how to cook some more too, but like my grandparents is like really where it all started. And she would always have a cake that was big too, like use like a yellow cake with like chocolate icing, very nostalgic, like in like in like in like a nice little glass case, and everything, because like everyone everyone's grandmother th thought that China was gonna be was gonna like be like, worth a lot of lot of money later on, so like they collected it. <laughs> So she had she had like she had like a nice like glass like um china cake like cake tray, which always have cake in it. Like I just I stayed there and I watched her like just cook and I would like look like just look at what she was doing and like she never measured anything. She would just like do it by eye. So like I learned how to cook by eye, not really by measuring at all. Um, and kind of that's just how I got it. Her and my mom, my mom teaching me how to make Jamaican meals. Like where now that I'm getting older, my grandparents also like. I teach them like little Jamaican meals too. Um, so I'm, tr I'm trying to like, keep these recipes alive so that like 
I can pass, I really just pass on to the next generation and stuff like that. So that's where I got yeah. it. You know, some families like have recipes that they just keep secret mm-hmm. and they, or they just, obviously they don't write them down. Some people just don't no. write them down. So is that kind of how your family is? And like, the only way you were going to learn this is by watching? Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> My grandma has a sweet potato pie recipe that she never wrote down ever. But like all the grandkids would always like be in there like the day before Thanksgiving, watching her cook. Like Thanksgiving Eve was like really big for us, and I I don't I don't know if it was big for everybody else, but it was huge for us. Like like my, my mom would be preparing the turkey, my uncle, my uncle, my grandma, they would, like they'd be they'd be like preparing the collard greens, like like washing them, cutting them, all that good stuff, preparing the smoke like the smoked turkey. Everything was getting ready the day before, so that the, the day you want to eat, you can just eat. <laughs> um, so my grandma she she be making her pies, and she was famous for the sweet potato pies, and like. I don't have the recipe, but my brother does because he watched because he would help her make them. My brother and my older cousin, she's like the first grandchild. She will never let you live that down. That she's the first and she's and she she's the first and, the, and like the first girl. Never let you live that down. She's like, I got everything. She don't know how to cook a lot, but she know how to but she know how to make that pie. <laughs> well, are you are you go, are you gonna continue that and not write anything down? Are you gonna I'm, be no, the one oh, to write no. it down? I'm gonna be the one writing it down. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, also like one of my best friends from college, his mom is like, uh, she's an amazing cook and baker. And whenever she would mail him like a care package, she would always do something for me. And like, she, now she now has, has like a whole baking business called like, called like simply like, um, like simply sweet, like lemons. And like, it's amazing. And she said like for my birthday, like she'll send me like, she'll send me a recipe card sometimes too. And like, that's like the best gift I can ever receive. Because I really started getting baking and like started selling things because of her. Because I would see her like hustling and doing it and like selling her desserts and selling her dinners. And I was like, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. So like as I started cooking more, I started getting more confident. And I was like, yeah, you know what? For everyone's first, I'm gonna make them dessert. I'm gonna make them favorite dessert. So like my like my friend AC, their favorite dessert is like a vanilla cake, like vanilla icing. Simple, plain, and they had like they're originally from Rochester, New York, and the, and like they were telling me about this about this place back home that was really good. The cake was like nice and moist and stuff like that. So I was like, no, I'm gonna make you a cake from scratch. My first time making a cake from scratch, about scratch too. And I was like, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right. <laughs> so I did that. Made them like this like brown butter vanilla cake, vanilla bean cake with like um brown butter cream cheese cream cheese ice like icing, and that John was so good. And, like I made myself a mini cake just in case so I can taste test it because like if it was trash I could just throw it away <laughs> but I don't want to cut it into theirs and be like oh yeah I tried it just make sure it was okay um so like I've been doing I've been getting really good at it my banana pudding I can't say my banana pudding is really fire I made this banana pudding cheesecake like two weeks ago no it was last week that that was good it was like vanilla like a nice uh, banana pudding cheesecake like in between was like caramelized bananas. And then like, and then instead of a graham cracker crust, I use a Tresman cookie crust. That was, that was divine. Yeah. So I'm so. hungry now. <laughs> right, right. When you uh go to write all these down, be sure mm-hmm. to publish them. And I, I, I want the first pre-order. Thank you. I definitely will. I want to, 
ideally I want to name all of them after like after people that I meet like I'm like this is like so-and-so's favorite dessert or this is so-and-so's like favorite meal and things like that and my brother That's he cool. really loved, like my brother loves my mac and cheese so I'd be like this is Devar's mac and cheese Oh, that's so awesome. yeah That, but I yeah, like that's dope. yeah fusion is like my go-to if I can try to change change the game with certain things I will like like a banana pudding cheesecake I'll do that Or peach, I made I made a peach cobbler cheesecake this summer. Like when peaches were like like in season, they're nice and fresh. That was fire. Use my friends as taste testers too before I like actually put it out there. But, yeah. We we met you at the wrong time. We met you at the end of our yes. trip. Yes. We should have met you at the beginning of our trip. Right. Yes. <laughs> we okay. I know where I'm going. Yeah. Like, I'm not we're going out to no. Back. We're not going to any restaurants next time we go, Tony. <laughs> no. You're yeah, just gonna cook to for us. Yeah, oh, we're yes. just gonna eat all of Whitney's food. I'm a great taste tester. <laughs> that's, that's all I need. That's all I need. Hey, yeah, bet. that's yes. easy. Um, because I do Sunday dinners, so I, I I host Sunday dinner at my at my apartment. Usually, my friends will gather and have a nice little church meal. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, so as you talk about the way you cook. That just sounds challenging. It probably sounds challenging because I don't cook. But <laughs> talk to us about the most challenging thing that you've had to cook. That's hard. Honestly, I would say the soup potato pie, like baking wise. I did a I did like a I did I've done like trial and errors, like honestly between soup potato pie and like and, and pound cake. Those are those are those are kind of hard to, to make. Um, like sweet potato pie, I made it, I made it too sweet, and the pound cake wasn't moist enough, so it's just like cake. And like eat, like the pound cake, you need it to like be able to be good. Like so, like if it sits out in the pan, it won't be like dry. It will still be moist. So I figured out my tricks for those so far. Sweet potato pie, I'm still working on. <laughs> But those ones were the hardest ones. I said it. I said to cook. Um, I recently tried to make rice and peas again. I did. I did a lot better. I did the first time. The first time, I see. I could not make rice until last year. I was failing. <laughs> I would just order from the restaurant. Like, I, like how my mom taught me, just order, order, order just from Chinese restaurant. Order some white rice and just call it a day. Um, so I tried doing it her way. I, I failed. I tried to try to do instant rice. I was all right. It was still a little off, but now I got it. <laughs> At least rice and peas I have. Oh, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so now transitioning to your podcast, what? How did the single scaries come about as a podcast? So, my friend Bree and I, like my one of my co-hosts, we were recently single around the same exact time. Like, I was like, "Hey, girl." I gotta tell you something. She was like, girl, I gotta tell you something too. And I was like, yeah, me and so-and-so broke up. I had to break up with him. Like, it just wasn't working. And she was like, yo, I just woke up with so-and-so too. And I was like, wow. It happened around the same time. Like, literally, like, like literally, like, probably, like, within the same week. We were, like, we woke up, we literally broke up with our significant others. And, like, I was with, I was in a long-term relationship for a good, like, two and a half years throughout the pandemic and everything too. And it was long distance at the same time. So we were, like, real devoted. But um, 
once my friend called me, told me she broke up with her with um with her girlfriend, and then um then my other friend like she, like she'd been single for a while. I was like, you know, we should start a podcast or something because like we got a lot of things to talk about, like this dating world, like being, being on these apps, like sometimes it's trash, sometimes it's great. It's a lot of hit or misses. We had just a lot of dating horror stories to talk about too. Trying to see other people related to us. Um, that's really how it started. Like, and like for me, since my brain moves like this, like, like, like almost like, I don't know. It, it moves a little crazy when it, when it comes to marketing. So I was like, I was like, yeah, we could do this and then do this. And you know, and what about this? And then we could do this. And then we got t-shirts. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was moving real fast. And like, it was like great, but also not good. Cause like that, and then like, I was like, after a while we started losing ideas and we're like, you know what, let's take a break and rebrand. But um, like we were like moving and steady, steady doing it, especially since all of us lived in different locations. Well, uh, one of us lived here in Chicago, another one lived, like lives in um, Baltimore. So we would be traveling, trying to record and all this stuff. So it was a lot, but um, that's really how we got started. Like three girls with, with ideas and a dream. <laughs> that's and that's it. all it. That's all it takes. I know when we were talking, um, when you were describing to us when we were in Chicago about your your podcast, there was a word you used about um about men <laughs> or no, is men or women? What was that? Homosexuals. What was it? Yes. Homosexuals. Yep, homosexuals. Can you define that for the for the for yes the, for the people? Yes, 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 yes. My grandmother taught me this term. <laughs> Come on, grandma. <laughs> um, my grandma taught me it, taught my mom, and the mom taught me. So essentially, a homosexual or a homeless sexual, um, oh. they are a person that is that that is seeking housing during the time of, of the winter. When it starts getting cold outside, you want to cuddle up, you want a nice little snuggle buddy or whatever. That's when they start talking to you. They start asking you like, "Oh, like, how are you doing? Let's let's go Netflix and chill, whatever. Let's let's go watch a movie at your place." And then like they start moving in very very slowly. I might like might like leave like a like leave a sock there, two socks, a sweatshirt, things like that. And like so, soon enough, they have a drawer, right? They got their own drawer. They got the little essentials. They got a toothbrush there and all that, all that jazz, right? And the person wants to stay with them. Not the time. But then, but then it's like the thing is like the relationship is way too new to be like spending Christmas together. So I guess like as you go home to your fam, they go home to their fam. Like it's still cool. You ain't got to buy nobody, nobody no presents really like that because it's too early in a relationship. You don't you don't got to go all out. You can buy something small. And then when it rears around the time of Valentine's Day, like mid, like February, that's when they cut it off. That's when homosexual is like that's when that's the season ends. It's because I'm about to say that's what that means. You're taking, make, you're making it official. You've been together for so long, like right throughout the whole winter, like really September until the end of January like, during cuffing season. So you don't want to, you don't want to really fully commit during Valentine's Day because that's when people start posting people. They expect to be posted. So you cut it off then. Every young, you ain't got to get no gift. Move out. That's why I start, I start getting warmer outside. People looking for some Valentine's Day dates. You can slide and you can slide in with somebody else. And that's a homosexual. <laughs> you learn you heard it here every day. You heard yeah. it here first. Well, I'll tell you, it's an urban, it's this urban was a, dictionary. This too. was a thoughtful 
this was a thoughtful. <laughs> I'm yes. like, I'm like, it was experiential. I don't know. I could be wrong, but it was a thoughtful answer. It, it has not happened to me. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Because I will not. I can't do it. Come on. <laughs> but it has, it has happened to someone to like, to like some friends before where they didn't know what's happening. They were like, oh, no, like we're cool. We're getting together and everything. We just start a relationship. And the person, start, the person starts like, doing all types of like weird shit and I had to cut it off because like that's that's what they, they're like. Wait, uh, uh-uh. it's cold outside. And why are you at my house for the last exactly. week? My body senses are tingling. Like, <laughs> like who is this? Like, hop who is this man? It was very much that. <laughs> yeah, it's right by here in these streets. Mm-hmm. Especially these post-pandemic streets. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so. Talk to us about how dating has changed since COVID. It's been wild. It's it's been wild. Honestly, I feel like I got a relationship like right at, at the perfect time. Like I just graduated from college. No pandemic was like I we, we couldn't see it. We couldn't see no pandemic coming. Like we we're just like all right, we're talking. It's cool. It's fun. We're, we're both college grads. Yeah, it's rad. Like it was great. And then, like, we started dating in November. Cool. Dating scene was, like, weird. So I'm like, all right, look. I started talking to people after after graduate college. I'm like, wow, I'm popular now. People like me. And then I was like, oh, wait. Now, now I have a boyfriend. Um, but so, like, I feel like then it was, like, a lot easier. And, like, people were a little different. But also, it's, like, low-key a far memory because it was so long ago. But now I'm, like, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, Chicago is my oyster. Let me let, let me see what's out here. And I had a date with this one person. And on his profile, he said he was like five five, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm five two. That's not that's not that bad. You're so tall to me. All right. When I'm the date, this man was we were eye to eye. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, hold up. Hold up. This man was wearing a uh, Canadian tuxedo, which is uh, denim on denim. And then he was wearing a canary yellow turtleneck and some black Air Force. And I was like, good God, Lord have mercy. And everything was fine. It was all good right at first. I'm like, all right, I'll give him a chance. Let's see how the, how the date goes. This is from seeing this man. <laughs> and I just got there. I paid for parking and everything. And I get that, like, we're talking, everything's cool. And then like it's crowded in this place, right? So like we're walking through this arcade. He tries to he like reaches back behind to hold my hand. All my friends know that I don't really like to hold hands like that because my hands be sweating. So like he, <laughs> he like reaches back to hold my hand, and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll like let him like lead me through this time because it's because it's like crowded outside, like crowded in here. Next minute he keeps on doing that, and I was like, it's not even crowded. I can see you. I can see you in your ne- in your yellow turtleneck, like. <laughs> Um, and then, then he was like, oh, girls that don't hold hands don't get second dates. I said, that's fine. That's okay. We can, we could do that. And then, um, and then like, he was like, oh no, I'm struggling. I'm like, uh uh-huh, okay. <laughs> so we're continuing this date, walk to this other spot and it's, um, it's like this live band and everything. And I'm like, oh yeah, I want to see it. Cause I was like, Chicago live bands, always going to be good. So I'm seeing it and it's, and it's, and it's like a black group too. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely here. 
in the side. And like, I'm like putting in my chaps and everything. And then this man, like he leans in real slow, like basically very slow motion. And I'm very much matrix leaning back, very slow motion at the same time. And he's, and, and he, I was like, what you, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he was like, I was gonna kiss you. I said, oh, I don't kiss. I didn't say I don't kiss the first, I just, I don't kiss people. And he, <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. So he walks into my car, passing by these stores. And he's like, oh, he was like, oh, the time of the store for you. It was like, passing like a smoke shop. And I was like, no, nah, not really. Then, then I, I passed by another store and I didn't even realize what, what the store was. I was just, I was just randomly pointing to it. I was like, probably the store for you. Looked up and it's, it's, and it's a sex shop. And I'm like, good God. And he was, he was like, oh yeah, that's definitely so for me. He said, yeah, I got plenty of toys. I can't wait to use some money, you know? He said, yeah, you know, you're like, you can cook. And I'll wake up and I'll slap your ass. And I was like, I'm ready to go home. And you don't walk into a car. I'm perfectly fine. I know, but I can see it. Called my friends. And I was like, y'all wouldn't believe what just happened on this date. And they're like, wait, we were wondering where you were. Because since you were at Walgreens, I said, I'm not at Walgreens. I passed by the Walgreens. I'm walking to my car. <laughs> like, the dating scene is weird. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. People are very, very bold. I've noticed, like, crazy bold. Like after that experience, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be good on a few days for for a little while. I'm, I'm gonna stay at home <laughs> with my friends. <laughs> that experience like scarred me low key because I'm like, man, people are some people are really like weird out, like weirdos out here. And like I was, I, was, I hope I don't not see this man again, like because apparently he's like not too far, like from my area, something like that, or like supposedly. So I, I, I was driving different directions to go home and shit. I made mention this man wasn't following me. So I'm like, these comments like this. This is the first date. Then, then I had another text me like, hey, I really enjoyed our time together. I'd love to see you again. I said, no, you don't. You don't, you would not. <laughs> I was very nice. I would flame your ass. Like, <laughs> I'm psyched. Man, this sounds like a sitcom, like an episode, <laughs> and I would watch it. Also, shout out right. to to the the man with the canary yellow turtleneck um, for making it to the podcast today. Shout out to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, you know what? Shout out to him, and I, I feel like the dating thing has changed. Um, Tony and I are both taken, but um, just hearing stories, hearing stories like this, horror stories. Um, you know what? Tune into her podcast so you can hear more stories. Yes, like this yes. because because we because we name them, we get the nicknames, everything too. Yes, I mean I remember the names. I always remember the nicknames. <laughs> Man, well, this has been such an amazing episode. You know, um, we did want to ask. We ask every guest, "What does it mean to be authentically you?" Honestly, I would say just being the best version of yourself all the time. Whenever I go out and I get dressed, I try to dress dress as the best version of myself because I never know who I'm gonna meet. I try to present myself the best way because I never know who who I'll interact with. I have to be very intentional with everything that I do, with the words I say, the music I listen to, think like things that I do. Um, I think be authentic. Be authentic is just being intentional about just being yourself. So good, man. I this this is this is a special one. This is a special one. <laughs> Um, we did want to transition to our next segment, which is a segment of all segments. It's called Rapid Fire. 
So um, in this rapid fire, we're going to ask you three questions um, and you're going to answer the first thing that comes to mind. First thing, which I don't think you're going to have any problem with it. It's going to be my it's going to be more like the first, second and third thing. But we're excited for this. <laughs> so we got three questions. Let's get it. What's the weirdest food you've ever eaten? An ant. Okay. T- t- I need to hear the story. <laughs> yes, yes. I was camping. I was camping. My cousin bought it, bought it from the camping store. And he was like, he was like we got to prepare just in case something happens. We get stuck out here. And the only thing we can eat is ants. So I was like, all right. It was, it was, tra- it was covered in Cheeto dust. So it was like cheddar, white cheddar ants. So I ate that ant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're we're just gonna we're just gonna pause right here just to let that let that sink in. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, question number two. <laughs> Would you rather be on a dating show like The Bachelor or Love Island or a survival show? Oh, dating show, because I would not survive. <laughs> I'll give up. Those are ants so- though. <laughs> <laughs> you got that covered. It was, uh, it was one ant. That was it. I swallowed, I swallowed that John so fast with some water. <laughs> so would it be would it be more like The Bachelor or be more like Love Island? Probably Love Island because I don't want no man trying to choose me, take me out like this with a rose. That's true. All right. What would you like to be known or remembered for? My smile. Yeah. And I wish you guys could see it. <laughs> it's a great smile. It's a great smile. <laughs> and literally, I felt like we were hitting all her love buckets today with marketing and food. And it's just been cool to, to chat with you. This has been an amazing episode. But where can people find you? I know we talked a little bit about it, but like, let the people know where they can find you and what you have coming next. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at wits underscore and underscore and TikTok at the same thing, wits underscore and underscore branding. Um, <laughs> I'm generally on those apps. Also on LinkedIn at Whitney Alicia. A-L-E-C-I-A. And, and just, just for the viewers, are you like taking marketing clients? Like if somebody's like, hey, I want to elevate my life. I am. Ooh. I am. You're go free to DM me. Guys, you heard it here first. Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for hopping on the podcast today. Uh, Whitney, this has been amazing. You are amazing. And until yes. next time, be authentic in everything that you do. Peace. Peace. Man, man, man. She's so I'm hungry. I'm yes. First of all, <laughs> she she didn't have to go in the, the the details about the food like that. No. Cause now I'm I'm really hungry and I can't wait to visit Chicago again just to eat her food. I may just book a flight right now. <laughs> But that one of my favorite things about the whole podcast, and I mentioned it multiple times, was just about her joy. You can see it in her face and how much she is joyful about everything we talked about, whether it was 
the dating or even the the food or even her marketing she's like it seems like she's in her lane right now which is super cool to watch for a black woman yeah absolutely and you know for me as she was talking about the dating scene post-covid i'm just like i'm just i'm glad i don't need to worry about that yeah yeah you are tony well, guys, you know what time it is. It is time for the friendship quiz. And this is where you guys get to see how great our memory is. So, Tony, I have a question for you. How long have I been in San Diego? Yeah, you uh, gave me this already, so I appreciate that. Um... <laughs> You got to San Diego in 2016. Final answer. But that is, that doesn't that, you tell you told me when I got here. How long have I been here? So now you gotta do math. Oh, bro, come on. Um, seven years. Great job, Tony. Great job. I, I gave you an easy one. I gave you an easy oh, one. We're just super how repeated. I have <laughs> such an amazing memory. So. You'll, I'll always get those right. So bring them on. Would your wife agree with that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. You guys heard it here first. Tony is the king memory. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say king. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, guys. This has been an amazing episode. Give us a like, review, share us. We love you guys. Until next time, be authentic in everything that you do. Peace. Peace.